We got the NBA preview show with Johnny and Colin. This one went a long, little long, but we have a ton of bets to go through, over-unders, prop bets, rookie of the year, uh, NBA finals bets, MVP. We got it all here. Strap in. Take a listen. Here is Durant moving on Tucker. He turns. He shoots. Yes! Do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James with the rejection! That'll do it. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Welcome to Your Best Bets. This is the official NBA preview show for the 2021-2022 season. Uh, can't wait. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We got overs, unders, uh, MVP odds, uh, rookie of the year odds. Uh, we have M- our title odds, conference title odds, things like that to discuss and just to Discuss the league as a whole. Who got better? Who got worse? Who are some teams to look out for? Uh, all that coming up here. Colin Quinlan is with me. Colin, I call you the NBA guy, but really you're just, you've become just sort of this Giannis defender, and I can't wait to talk about him tonight with you. Hey, Phil, what's going on? It's good to be back. Um, you know, you know my love for Giannis. He's uh, obviously once in a generation type talent. Uh, can't wait to, uh, defend him later on tonight and uh excited to talk some nba with you uh, also here on on a, i guess he's with with a minimum information because of some technology issues tonight is johnny strauser johnny i was gonna make a joke about you crying you know this week with dan campbell um but now you're probably just in tears that you have nothing in front of you to talk about with the in this podcast well, yeah, I mean, most of us, and, and me as, as a, a 40-year-old guy who's been a Lions fan ever since I could remember, you know, it takes us generally a whole lifetime to cry about the Lions, and I'm a little concerned that it's taken him just, just five games. So, you know, that, that either could be good going forward, could be bad, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I apologize for being a little ill prepared tonight. I thought this was the uh, NHL preview um, in our discussion <laughs> there, and I was all excited to talk about um, some hockey here. So, and then I come to find out that you guys are talking about uh, a basketball. So I'm going to do my best here um, to be uh, as good as I can and prepared, despite my lack of preparation. But thanks for having me on. Um, looking yeah. forward to kind of talk a little bit about basketball here. Yeah, no, I can do NHL. Um, does does Nicholas Lidstrom pl- still play for the Red Wings? Uh, yeah, like ten years ago when he retired, though. But no, that, uh, the Red Wings are really, really bad. That's my team, and um, they're they're up and up and coming, I guess. But 
Oh, Jesus, you know, I, I I was just joking. About it. We can we can yeah. we can shift off. Of that. <laughs> you know, I was always the Blackhawks in like NHL '94, and I always had to deal with you know Lidstrom and Eiserman and and all those guys on on the Red Wings. Uh, serious question though, Johnny. Let's. I, I you know we know you're a Detroit guy, so Cade Cunningham, top pick. Um, but you know, low key is Luca Garza the steal of the draft. <laughs> it, it, okay it, this is funny so when, when they drafted him i mean a lot of the fans were um were pretty enamored with it uh i saw a lot of a lot of it on twitter the excitement uh he played in summer league and, and they had some of the games broadcasts on tv because of uh you know because Cade was drafted number one but luca they just love some luca there and he actually signed a um I don't know if it was a guaranteed deal or if it was a two-way deal, but he lost a bunch of weight, um, tried to improve his footwork a little bit, improved his his jumper. He's actually got a pretty sweet uh, three-point jump shot, but the guy, though, won't be able to defend anybody. So if you can hide him on defense, he might be one of those guys that can, you know, he's got some good post moves and he's got some range now. So, you know, I, I don't expect anything from him for the first, you know, year or two, but he can bring you some offense, I think. And if he could get him 15 minutes a game or something like that, or play him in 50, 60 games a year, he might have some value. But, you know, as far as being a complete player, no, but he certainly has made a, a pretty big splash in the summer league with, uh, with how well he played. So the fans are pretty crazy about him on, on Twitter. Well, you know, we're not going to talk a lot about the Pistons tonight overall, so I at least had to lead off there. I actually do like their roster as just a young, rebuilding team. They should be fun to watch with with Cade and Sadiq Bey and, um, you know, Isaiah Stewart. I, I mean, I like a lot of their pieces, so I, I think this will be a fun, low-expectation low season for, for Pistons fans, and, and Cade seems to be a guy that you can really build a franchise around, so I am excited to see where that's going to go. Um, Colin, I want to talk, I want to start with you about teams that you feel like really improved this offseason who who made a big jump from either a non-contender to at least a contender or maybe a contender to a title favorite in your mind yeah you know there wasn't a ton of movement this offseason but i think one you've got to mention is uh lowry to the heat um miami was a playoff team as it is but i think lowry really um just propels this team to a a deep playoff team uh he brings a lot to the team they they didn't really have a true, true point. I mean, they had Dragic, but I think Lowry really brings more to the table than Dragic does. So I, I like the pickup of Lowry. So I, I think he is going to make that Heat team a lot better. That veteran presence will really um, propel them further into the playoffs. Him, uh, Butler, and, Bam. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, and getting Oladipo on a minimum deal. I know he's right. not healthy yet, but – if you look at the ceiling of that team with that roster, um, and I didn't know Lowry and Jimmy Butler are like best buddies. I had no idea. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't did not know that. I didn't know why. I don't know why I would know that. But, um, but I, I think you know, we, you and I have talked about Duncan Robinson just being, you know, just lights out. Um, he should continue that. Uh, you know, Tyler Hero. He's. <laughs> 
he's comparing himself to do you, yeah, you see what he said <laughs> <laughs> yes he's basically in the same league as you know trey young and, and john all these guys it's it's kind of hilarious his irrational confidence but i love those guys yeah i mean gotta love the confidence right um they got pj tucker too didn't they they did they got pj tucker um, I, I think Mark- he's an underrated pickup too so yeah. I, I think they made a lot of good moves that'll really help them uh further down in the year yeah, and before we went live, we were talking about some over-unders that, that we liked. I, I I think you have to almost hammer the heat um, at their number of, of over 48 and a half with that roster. And I said, you know, they're, they're older, some older pieces, but they're so talented and so deep that it's hard not to see them going 49 and, and 33. I mean, that's, you know, a 50-win season in the NBA used to seem like a big deal. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal now. Um, so I love the heat over, um, Johnny, I know you don't have it in front of you, <laughs> but is it, let's, let's just go to the Lakers off season, Johnny. Um, you know, we know about the, the huge marquee move of the, of Russell Westbrook, you know, trade and, and then basically trading away, I don't know, four or five pieces to their team, their, you know, key components to their title winning team. Where do you land on the Westbrook deal and then some of the pieces they filled in around uh, him, LeBron, and Davis, and, of course, Taylor Horton Tucker? You know, at first, I think when that trade was made, and we had, we had shared some text messages about it, that it was kind of a questionable move. I mean, Russ Westbrook is as dynamic and kind of unreal as a point guard that he has been throughout his career. You know, it was like – would he really be a good fit for a team that, uh, that, you know, that, that was, that was craving wins that was wanting to win the title because, you know, in the NBA, you've got players that are suited to, you know, to sell seats and, and uh, you know, put up gaudy numbers like he always has versus um, you know, teams that are, are ready to win that play to win that look to win uh, NBA championships and everything like that. And, and, you know, you look at a team, any team that LeBron's on, um, and then what Anthony Davis, which maybe he hasn't sacrificed, but he's probably made some concessions as far as statistics and everything um, that, uh, that you know, he, he is all about the championship is what it seems like. So bringing a guy like Russ is, is an interesting thing, but I, I think a lot, there's a lot of guys, a lot of good players that can end up playing with, with LeBron. Um, and I think a lot of guys could play with, uh, with AD as well. And, you know, it was, it was very interesting to see the teams that, uh, Westbrook has played for like the teammates in particular, you know, being guys who, who needed the ball and, and Westbrook's been a ball dominant point guard, um, you know, his entire career there. So at first it was like, well, you know, we kind of got just a, a selfish stat stuffing point guard, but, you know, maybe at this point in his career, um, you know, he's come home to, to L.A. You know, he's playing with LeBron and, and, a, and A.D. He's got to make some sort of concessions, you would think. And I think he makes a, that team that much better during the regular season. So, you know, he, his propensity to take over games, um, you know, when, when uh, Davis, who's had some injuries, and then LeBron, obviously, with his age, you know, getting the, the load management and everything – that you could play Westbrook every night and you could still win a lot of games there. So, you know, as far as a good regular season team, I, I, 
I'm being more and more convinced that, that they're going to be a really, really good regular season team. And I think this is going to end up translating to the playoffs just because those big three alone, um, you know, are, are a pretty good bunch there. And I think, uh, I, I think if they could be, you know, be coached properly and, and whatnot, you know, I could see them uh, definitely being the best team in the Western Conference. They're over-unders at 52 and a half. Colin, where do you land on the Lakers over-under and thoughts on their roster right now? Best best, best move since, uh, well, I was going to say, this is the best 2011 roster that I've seen. Yeah, first glance, I think that 52 and a half may seem a little high. But then when you look at the roster, they've got a lot of talent on that team. As Johnny said, adding uh, Westbrook, being that selfish kind of player he's always been known as, might not necessarily be a bad thing for that team. Um, I I think that may help LeBron kind of uh, take the load off uh, during the regular season so he can kind of coast through it and not uh, go as hard as he normally would to kind of make a playoff push. Um, I think that might help him to save his body for the uh, postseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, as Johnny said, I think they can still win a lot of games, even when AD or LeBron are, may not be playing every game. So I think that 52 and a half is certainly attainable. I just don't necessarily know if they'll have their guys playing every night. So if I had to say, I'd probably go with the over just because they have the talent to reach that number. I just don't know if their guys will be playing every night to reach that number. Yeah, I, I would probably lean just over 50 to 3 to 55 seems pretty feasible. You know, the the Westbrook deal, like you guys have said, it eases load management off of LeBron and LeBron can miss a game or two. You know, Westbrook's going to you know take up the slack there couple of pieces that I liked that they filled in, you know, we, you know, the jokes in the offseason were about their age with Carmelo and Trevor Ariza and Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan. I, I didn't even realize they got Dwight and DeAndre. Um, but a couple of guys that I did like that they got were Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk. There's some guys with some youth, some, uh, you know, a little bit of a spark. I don't know necessarily who's going to be starting, um, and who's going to be coming off the bench. But I like those two pieces. Monk is sort of a streaky scorer, kind of in, um, you know, a mold of a, a six man that comes off the bench and it can reach double digits pretty quickly. Kendrick had some good moments with the Heat um, uh, in the last couple of years. For some reason, he kind of had a falling out there, it seemed like. But I, I like those young guys. Um, and, of course, it's it's just always going to be interesting with the, the Lakers. Um, I, I thought the Schroeder loss is kind of, it was kind of a big deal. Um, you know, I thought he offered a lot of nice playmaking ability in absence when LeBron was off the court. Um, by the way, the biggest loser of the offseason is Dennis Schroeder. He oh, turned, my God. He turned down the 80, $84 million extension, and I think he settled for a one-year $5.9 million deal with the Celtics. That's that's like an all-timer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Colin, give me, give me another team or two, um, that you like what they did with their team as far as off season moves. Um, well, pre-show we were kind of talking about the bulls a little bit. I, I liked what they did. Um, I liked adding Lonzo. I think he really brings that offense together. I think him and Levine will be a pretty, uh, dynamic guard duo. Um, Vucevic, I like him at center. Um, I don't necessarily 
love the DeRozan deal. I just don't think he fits into that offensive scheme as much. He's he's a ball dominant guy as are Ball and uh, Levine. So I don't necessarily think he fits into that offense too well, especially not being a three point shooter. So they don't really have the spacing in that starting five necessarily. Lonzo's become a better shooter um, throughout his career, but I don't necessarily know if he would be the guy you want taking those three-point shots all the time. Levine's a good shooter, but Ball isn't as um, kind of good at shooting. So I do I do worry a little bit at what the offense could do, but I think adding Ball really does help the offense a lot. Um, but, yeah, I, I like what they did. Don't love the DeRozan pickup, but I think they should be pretty good this year. Yeah, I kind of shared the same sentiment that I thought the DeRozan deal, A, it just you lost another first-rounder for the future. That's three first-rounders they've given up over the next couple of years with the Vucevic and DeRozan deals. It uh, doesn't stretch the floor at all. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I think Ball's an awesome fit with Levine. I mean, the them those two on the fast break would be pretty terrifying, and it should be pretty fun to watch. Zach Levine, I have to admit, I never saw – I never saw him being this good uh, when he was with Minnesota. Just never saw this path for him. So I've been super impressed by his development and the fact that he's become a legit all-star in the league. Um, so I, I do give the Bulls credit for really going for it. But if this team doesn't work, there's not a lot they can do in the future without a lot of you know draft picks and um, you know, their salary cap is going to be locked up for a little while. So this is, this might be who their, their team is for the next couple of years. Um, Johnny without, um, you know, your notes, any, anybody you think made a big move in the off season or anybody that got markedly worse? Well, I had looked a little bit and, you know, let me look, I actually have a couple Couple teams I, I had uh, I'd actually written down. I found a piece of paper here. So I'm we're, we got like this ripped out piece of, of paper here. I wrote some win totals and whatnot that I that I like there. That's um, great. That's really great. Yeah. Um, one team I'm real kind of I guess down on that. I, I think uh, you know the NBA was pushing was the was New Orleans um, losing yeah. ball. They've got Zion. Um, who's their other scorer there? Ingram. Ingram, yeah, Brandon Ingram. I mean, he he's he's not the you know he's the the main guy, the main shooter guy, or who wants the shots and it doesn't need you know the offense needs to run through Zion and you know I I, I don't like what they're doing there and building that team around around Zion. That uh, he's you know he's only going into his third year here, so there could be plenty. Uh, plenty of room to grow there, but uh, you know, losing ball. Um, I don't think uh, Stan Van Gundy was uh, was the good you know choice and coach to, to coach him. Anyways, um, I have to give a shout out uh, their coach, uh, New Orleans Pelicans, Willie Green. He actually was in my graduating class in college, uh, University of Detroit class of '03. So um, that was pretty cool to see and everything like that. But uh, that's yeah. one team that I really thought could maybe take a an extra step there. Cause I, you know, you look at some of the teams like uh, the Phoenix suns, are they, you know, they're a good team, but are they going to be um, as good as they were last year? You know, with uh, Chris Paul getting older, um, you know, New Orleans, I think had, had a chance to, to get better. 
and they really haven't. Um, and that was the one team that that really, I, you know, it kind of stood out to me as one that uh, should have done more with what, uh, you know, what they had. Yeah, actually, they were, they were on my list of teams that got a lot worse. And I, I think the direction is really um, – it's setting up to me, guys, like a Zion Williamson exit in the future yeah. because the organization yes. is not doing many favors. Uh, and he's he's got a broken bone in his foot, so we don't know when he's coming back. Um, it, it, you know, he's going to miss the start of the season. The you know they 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 lose Lonzo Ball and they replace him with Devontae Graham who yeah he's a great three point shooter but he has nothing to offer defensively Lonzo was you know for all the shit that people gave Lonzo he was a pretty good two way player and he really um, you know he really gave a shit defensively so I just I, th- there was nothing else that they did they traded Stephen Adams they got rid of Bledsoe um, you know they they got. Uh, Valanchunas from from the Grizzlies, but he's what in his mid thirties now. I mean, I just don't see a great direction for this team. Um, so yeah, no, I think I think that thirty nine and a half wins, the under on that is. I mean, that's to me one of the best bets of the of the over under wins of this this preseason or before the season starts here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you got to hammer that, uh, Kyle. I want to get your take on the Brooklyn Nets and. Um, Talk about Kyrie a little bit. So, you know, yesterday the, the Nets basically issued the statement that kind of like they're they're moving on this season without Kyrie being a part of this team, you know, for all intents and purposes, if he does not get, get the vaccine, which, you know, we know where Kyrie stands. He's a flat earther. He's not going to get the vaccine. He's doing his own research. He's that guy. Um, and there's also the, these rumors floating around that, he might just retire, which is it's a really wild career path for, for him. But um, does this matter to you for the Nets potentially being a title winning team if Kyrie's not a part of, of the season? No, not even a little bit, really. Um, the the big three only played eight games together last year, and they still won how many games? They I don't remember. They still won a lot of games, two seed, still have one of the best players on the planet two top five players. I mean, they have pretty decent bench. They got Patty Mills coming off the bench. They drafted Cam Johnson, who's a great scorer. So this team's still going to be able to put up points, hang with anybody, regardless of who they're playing. So I'm not really too concerned if Kyrie doesn't end up playing. Um, I don't really think that will matter too much for this team just because how good this offense will be. I agree. And I think it's, it's almost smart to come out before the season and, you know, basically say we're playing without Kyrie to maybe just avoid a potential distraction. Um, I don't see anything changing with, with him, with his thought process on this whole issue. Um, I, I agree with you. I'd love the Patty Mills pickup because that's another guy that can handle the ball. He's got a ton of postseason experience with the Spurs. He's not necessarily, you know, the best player, but he's, he's just – he's been in big games and big moments. I love those kind of guys. Um, you know, they got Paul Millsap, who's, you know, like a hundred years old, but he just adds a little bit more depth, um, you know, to this team, Javon Carter from the Suns, they, ha- they got him in a trade. So I like where this team is. They were a historic offensive team last season. I don't really care that they're not going to be able to stop a lot of people because I, I, I honestly think they'll just outscore most teams, uh, with this offense. 
Um, and by the way, they're over-unders at 56 and a half. And that is a tough one because, mm. because of Durant's propensity to miss some games, um, you know, the whole Kyrie issue. That's a tough one to take the over on. Uh, right now it's at minus 115 for the under. So the under is would be a slight favorite there. Um, speaking of Kyrie, I want to go to the other guy that's been a huge offseason topic. Uh, I mean, I think you both know where I'm going here, and I'll, I'll go to Johnny. Ben Simmons um, with the 76ers. What's, uh, what's the next part in this story? Is it Simmons, you know, coming back and – you know, we've seen off-season videos of him, you know, shooting, making threes. Um, we know what happened in the postseason, the the epic meltdown <laughs> um, with where he just disappeared. And teammates and Doc Rivers calling him out. What's the next uh, page of this story, you think? This this is a – I mean, this is as confusing as can be as what, what's going to happen next. I mean – I guess he he took the the COVID test and is reported to campus. From what I understand, that was as as of like a day or two ago. But what what they got to do? I mean, my my thought is is when any situation in sports like this happens, when you've got such a such a, a personality like this that that. Um, that gets in this situation where they've kind of fallen out with the fans, with the organization, with teammates is you've just got to move on and they're, you know, you've just got to trade them. There, there's a market for them. And I know they want the the max value and everything like that. And they'll never get what they, you know, what he's truly worth, but is having him on the team potentially unhappy, you know, not, and not playing well, maybe not showing up for some of the playoff games, you know, mentally and everything like that. Is that all worth it? So it's like, do you cut your losses now and, and move on? Um, I've always been like that. Like I said, with, with any team is, is when, when your superstar is mentally checked out, I mean, it's hard to get them to check back in and, uh, and play. And I think it's just one of those things where he just needs a, needs a change of scenery um, needs to be with a new coach, a new, you know, new teammates, new, new city, and, and just to move on. Now, now that severely hurts that team because I mean that's one of the the, the title contending teams in the Eastern Conference there. So you, you know there there comes the potential you know lots of losses that, that may come with it. But I you know seeing how he he handled the the spotlight in the playoffs there. Um, was was pretty alarming and pretty telling to me that uh you know i just don't think it he'd be a good fit you know as far as winning championships because that was uh, uh you know that was that was quite some of the the no-show performances and, and i mainly moments um you know in his young career and i think just moving on might end up being the best situation in a city like philadelphia it's gonna be hard yes, to come, too. come. It's gonna be hard to come back from what happened last spring. Uh, you know, the fan base is completely turned on him. Um, you know, this is this is Embiid's team for sure, um, and it's really unfortunate because the talent on this team, I thought last year was good enough to get to the finals or at least you know the conference finals. And uh, um, you know, Simmons, I love as a player. He just hasn't really developed and turned his weaknesses even into, 
you know, an average piece of his game. They've just, you know, never been a shooter and it's never developed. Um, Colin, do you have any fun uh, Simmons trades that you've heard? I haven't heard any, but I've heard, oh, what was that? There was something going on with him. I don't know if it was a rumor or just like a hypothetical situation, but there was something about him on the Warriors. And if he was on the Warriors, that may be like one of the best teams like ever. Like that team would be insane. I I don't know if anyone could beat that team. That team would be crazy, crazy. Well, on paper, but is we're, let's just talk about the Warriors. Is okay. So Clay's finally gonna be back after the last time we saw him in the twenty. 19 finals so two years off uh draymond's is he's got to be on the downside a little bit right i see kyle you're shaking your head but i don't know if you're agreeing or disagreeing um no he, he he's on the downside he's on the downside um and i know johnny loves draymond as a as a michigan state guy uh, some of their some of their draft picks were Kind of interesting. The Kamingo draft pick is a guy that he could truly be boomer bust. Uh, Johnny and I talk about golf all the time. I feel like he's Siwoo Kim of the draft. He he could either be the best player in this from this draft class in five years, or he could be the worst. It, I mean, I, you've seen all the possibilities there. But they got a ton of cap space. I've heard I've heard the Simmons rumor. I've heard the Beal rumor. Um, so, Colin, you obviously like this team as is right now. Yeah, I mean, Curry, he's going to be Curry, you know, one of the best players, one of the best point guards ever. He's he's going to be Curry. He's going to score your points. Um, still got Draymond. Even though he's probably on the downswing, he's still going to be a, a pretty good player. Um, expect Wiseman to keep keep progressing. He's going to be pretty uh, a big mainstay in that offense for years to come. I really like Jordan Poole. Has he been progressing? I mean – I feel like centers, I feel like it takes a little bit for centers to progress just because they're not going to be those, those dominant guys right away. They got to learn the position a little bit. It's a little different from college. They're not going to be able to go out and just shoot lights out like the guards can. So I think that's just a little bit, a little bit different of a position to learn, but I, I, I expect him to be a pretty good player in the next few years. But, um, Jordan Poole, have you seen what he done in the, uh, summer league? Or preseason, one of the two. Stop. (laughs) What? Did you give me summer league? Summer league stuff? Yeah, I said summer league, but I meant preseason, obviously. But it's basically the same. (laughs) The same thing. But uh, anyway, I I really like what I'm seeing for him. I I think he could be a great guy off the bench. So, and with Clay coming back, I don't, obviously, we don't know if he's going to be the same guy he was, but even if he was, three-fourths of what he was, they're, they're going to be a pretty good team. So I, I like the Warriors. I I don't know if how good of a team they're going to be, but I think they, they have the potential to be a pretty solid playoff team this year. They uh, they got Otto Porter on the offseason. I, I like that move. I think he's an upgrade over uh, Kelly Oubre, who that didn't really work out last year. Uh, the fact that the Warriors made it into the play-in situation last year with, with basically – Steph as the entire offense was insane. I, I I think not a lot of I mean hardcore NBA people maybe like ourselves versus the casual fan don't realize what how 
insane he was last season and, and basically putting the whole team on his back uh, to get him to that point. Um, Johnny, the, you know, I think we talked to length about the Warriors. Um, where do you lie on a team like, um, and I'm trying to set you up here because you don't have your notes. Um, let's just go back to the, 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 the champs, the bucks, the bucks, you know, are largely the same roster. They lost PJ Tucker. Um, you know, they got George Hill back, um, Grayson Allen, Rodney hood. Uh, I mean, they're over under, I think is a little low to be honest for a team that, um, a is the, they, they proved in the, the, the postseason they could, they could make it through the rigors and win the title. Um, you know, the, uh, the Drew Holiday deal, he was kind of the star of the Olympics in a weird way. And the, the trio of him, uh, you know, Giannis and uh, Middleton, I almost forgot his name because, you know, who remembers Chris Middleton, but that team just seems like they're primed to win 60 games this, in the regular season. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Um, I think they could, uh, they're great team they're 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 set up very very well to, to just win a lot of games i think i think Giannis is is um you know one of the he'll be the he might end up being the mvp because he you know during the regular season i think he's going to be one of the, the best players because he's just i mean he's dominant with the ball there but uh yeah not losing anybody um you know they they've got now enough shooters i mean middleton can shoot it um uh, holiday can and uh who, who's the other guy that they got that uh uh that plays the wing there that can shoot uh um, they got divincenzo coming back right divincenzo yeah. that's that's the guy yeah who so i mean they're set up uh and they you know with a little bit of depth as well and, and Giannis in his prime here can play a lot of minutes per game and you know you could probably count on him for 75 80 games this year. So I could easily see them winning 60 games. Um, you know, I think uh, a big deal is to, to get, you know, home court in, uh, you know, throughout the playoffs there. So, you know, wanting to get the better uh, regular season record than, you know, a team like Brooklyn there um, is something that they're, they're probably going to be shooting for. So I, I expect them most nights to, uh, to, to win a lot of games. Now, with that being said, you know how, uh, you know, usually the, the, when the champs come, you know, come to town or when, when other good teams come to play, they're going to get the uh, opposing team's best effort there. So, you know, it might not be just smooth sailing, but as far as uh, how good Giannis is right now during the regular season and everything like that, I, I mean, he's going to end up, uh, um, you know, being a contender for the MVP and, you know, the defensive player of the year and, and you know, all those major awards. Over under at 54 and a half wins for the Bucks. It just seems a tick low to me. Um, Colin, is there is there anyone that we haven't mentioned as far as over-unders that you had written down that you liked on either side there? Um, I mentioned the Trailblazers before we started the show. I just don't really like what they're doing, especially in the offseason. They didn't really do anything to help Dame or CJ out. They won 42 games last year. Their over-unders at 44 and a half. I don't really think they can reach that, especially with only going 40, 42 and 30 last year and not getting better. They also have a first-time head coach. I just I just think that's a recipe for an under uh, in Portland. Yeah. They, you know, we were joking that their their best offseason move was Norman Powell coming back. 
I just saw what they paid Norman Powell four years, ninety million dollars. Mm. Oh, wow, that's, that's like a that's a Jeremy, that's a Jeremy Grant like contract right there. Um, but they did get yeah. they did get they did get my guy Cody Zeller. Um, but yeah, Blazers are I I feel like uh, along with the Mavs are two teams that just were on the verge of maybe contention and they just didn't do enough. The Mavs are in the same spot. They gave Luca the max uh, uh, deal, the, the max ex- max extension. They re-signed Tim Hardaway, but you know, again, I just don't know how I feel about a team with with Hardaway as your second best player. Luca alone can't get this thing done. Um, so now the clock is ticking on the Mavs to improve this roster over the next couple of years to give Luca a real chance to win the title. Um, couple teams that I was talking about with you before we went on was um, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's the Washington wizards. Uh, I love their, I love their over uh, 33 and a half. This was a team that did um, make the play in. They, they, they kind of, I don't want to say challenged the Sixers in the one eight versus the one eight matchup, but I think they proved that they were, you know, they had some talent and I, I mean, it was, really the steal of the off season for them to unload the the rest of Westbrook's $91 million on his contract. I mean, that, and not just that, but I mean, they got guys that I feel like actually fit with Bradley Beal. Um, you know, we mentioned Kuzma, um, KCP came back in that deal, uh, Harrell. Um, they drafted Corey Kispert, who I've never saw him miss an open three. Um, they got Spencer Dinwiddie and free agency, who is really an underrated player. Um, and he was, I think, really solid with the Nets. Um, and my guy, Thomas Bryant, I think he is underrated. Yeah, I'll stick with my eye, you guys. Um, so I actually really like this team for the over 33 and a half. Um, the second team that I mentioned that I think this team is really low key. I don't know how they're going to score, but I don't know how many teams are going to be able to score against them. Uh, and that's the Toronto Raptors. They, of course they lost Lowry and free agency, but you know, you're still talking about a couple of guys from their title team that they have left from and Pascal Siakam. Um, and then, uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet, sorry, he, you know, his name slipped my mind. By the way, one of these, Colin, we were talking about Duncan Robinson, how we couldn't believe how good of an NBA player. And Fred Van Vliet, when he was with Wichita, I never saw him becoming this. No. I, I just thought he lacked athleticism in every way. So the fact that he has, you know, become one of these guys, he made a ton of money. Um, and now I, I just think you trust him. And Nick Nurse, I think, is one of the four or five best coaches in the league. Um, I love OG Ananobi, uh, you guy. Um, you know, that's <laughs> he's he's my dark horse for most improved player. I think at plus twenty eight hundred. Um, defensively, though, they drafted Scotty Barnes. I mean, this team on the wing is so long. They got uh, Precious Precious Achua. I'm gonna I'll probably butcher his last name, but the kid from Memphis. Um, th- they just have so much wing uh, potential on defense that it's going to be really hard to score against these guys. I mean, some of the lineups that could throw out with this team is, is going to be really interesting and really fun to watch. So I love the over 35 and a half on the Raptors. Uh, all right. So what else from, from Johnny, from your standpoint, any, anybody else worth noting as far as off season before we get to some of the MVP um, uh, odds? 
Yeah, we pretty much covered those. Um, just two teams we were talking about over-unders here. I did write down here, um, I do like Atlanta this year. Um, they didn't – I don't think they really added much, but I think no. those guys, that young core is so good. And I think Trey Young is going to, you know, get so much better. Um, I think he got a lot of confidence there when uh, when they took uh, the Sixers to the brink there in that series. And, you know, I I love that core. 46 and a half wins is, I think, what their uh, their total is there. And, and I, I think they could be a 50-win team there um, if they're healthy. Um, Memphis, um, 41 and a half is their total. Mm-hmm. Um, I think John Morant's going to um, take a leap here and become one of the the, the top players. I mean, he's, he's had a couple of really good seasons so far, but I think he could be uh, a dark horse uh, MVP candidate. And I wrote down on my paper here that he's plus 4,500. I think that's, uh, you know, that, that's worth a flyer because that's close to what, you know, we took, uh, you gave out on the show last year with Embiid, wasn't he around 40 to one? Yeah, so he sits yes. in that number there. And then also, uh, you know, you got Jaron Jackson, um, who's, who's only getting better. It seems like, um, and I wrote down here, he's a uh, 15 to one plus 1500 as most improved. So he, he's an option there, but uh, I, I don't think they did much for off season that I can, that I can recall, but I just see these younger guys getting better and better and being more prepared here to, uh, you know, to come into the season and everything like that. And <laughs> Memphis um, over 41 and a half and Atlanta over 46 and a half for the win totals. I love that over on the uh, Atlanta. I had that on my list too. They're, they're a great young team. And I really think Trey Young's going to have a big year. I think he could be in the MVP conversation at the end of the year. I think he's going to have a big year. It seems like they have a, a pretty, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe with, you know, competition with the Heat for the, maybe the three seed in the East. Um, but yeah, it's hard not to see them going 47 and 35. Uh, you know, especially, I, th- I think you both made good points. They gained so much confidence in the postseason, um, and and Trey really took it up to another level. Um, and I, I didn't really see that coming from him. Uh, let's get let's do some MVP odds, guys. Um, Johnny, I'll, I'll read these off. These are guys that are plus twenty five hundred or below. Luca is the favorite for the second straight year at plus 380. Uh, Durant at plus 600. Embiid at plus 700. Man, what a what a difference from last season when he was plus 4,000, yep. and we hammered that. Uh, I want to talk, talk about that in one second. Giannis at plus 900. Curry at plus 900. Lillard at 14. Jokic, the MVP from last year, at 1,500. LeBron at 15. James Harden at 2,000. Trey Young at 2,000. And then we got Booker, AD, and Kawhi, and for some reason, Russell Westbrook at 2,500. Um, real quick on Embiid, we took him at 40 to one, and when he was healthy, he was he was the live favorite to win MVP. And of yeah. course, he had his typical uh, health issues. And you know, I think I think if he was healthy, it would have been him and Jokic down to the end. It would have been almost a coin flip. So it was really unfortunate, but I feel pretty good about that one we gave out last year. So Johnny has already talked about Ja at 4,500. Colin, what are a couple of guys you like? Um, uh, either one of the favorites or maybe a longer shot. Uh, as I just said, I like Trey Young. I think he's going to have a another 
just step up. Um, I think that confidence he gained is really going to prove to be important. I think he's going to be one of the top scorers in the league because he can he can score. I think he's going to be a in that in that Curry mold, just kind of can shoot at will and score at will. So I think he's going to be um, in the running at the end of the year. I don't know if he'll win it, but I think he'll he'll be in the running at least. And then uh, I do like Giannis. Obviously, I think he's obviously. One of the best players in the league, if not the best ever, so, ever, ever. So, so I, I think you gotta, gotta look at that number too, just cause he's definitely going to be there at the end of the year. Um, other than that, I think, I think Luca's obviously, you know, he's going to be there if the Mavs are relevant, he's going to put up his points, be most important player on his team. So if the Mavs are relevant. I think you got to look and uh, kind of look at Luca being there at the end of the year, but I don't, I don't know if the Mavs are going to be all that great. So I may look elsewhere. Um, Curry's not, not a terrible number. Again, don't know if the Warriors are going to be relevant or as good as they need to be for Curry to be in the MVP race. But if he carries a team like he did last year and they're relevant, I think he's obviously going to be in the, in the top front runners there. So think you got to give him a look too. I, I think we'll see if Johnny agrees, but I, I think if you're going for the smartest bet on the board, it, it, it probably has to be Giannis at plus 900. Um, he doesn't miss games. He, I, this is always my quote. I go to on these kind of things. He gives a shit about the regular season. So he's going to put up numbers. The team's going to win between 55 and 60 games. Probably um, the only Concern is voter fatigue with this kind of thing. We saw it with LeBron in the in the mid 2010s. You know they, you know you win so many MVPs. Kind of it's it's kind of weird. It's like well, you know, he's done that. Let's 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 recognize someone else when he's clearly one of the two or three best players going right now. Um, Johnny, yeah. the, so you like Jot 45? That's an obvious long shot. Anyone in that other range that we that we talked about at the top, um, or even down to the Westbrook number at plus twenty five hundred? Yeah, I, I wrote down a few. Uh, Jot forty five hundred. I did have Trey at uh, twenty to one. Um, I, I think that's a good number, and exactly what Colin was saying. I, I think he's taking that, or going to take that next step into the upper echelon. You know, borderline elite players in the league. There, it's just whether a a six foot guard is going to end up winning it. And that's just that sometimes those guys, there's some bias against, you know, against that for whatever reason there. Um, I do like Giannis just because you're going to probably get at least 75 games out of him. And that guy, he, he, he cares and he's going to play hard. And, and, and I think he's going to, you know, he's still, you know, driven at, uh, at his young age there. You know, I, Durant's got, a, I think, a little bit too low there to take a chance on because he's going to get rest. And and I liked the Embiid at plus 700, but he's another guy that's going to get a little bit of rest there as well. So, you know, some of these guys are have these low numbers, and it's real hard to bite on them just because yeah. with, with load management, with the way that works this time, uh, you know, this time, day and age in the NBA, it's just it's real hard to 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 go after that. One guy that does scare me is is the Luca 
uh, number there at only plus, what did you say, plus 380? Plus, plus 380, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're wanting to anoint this guy as, as the, you know, the best in the league or whatever. So there's going to be some favorable, you know, votes there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what you guys, I don't trust Jason Kidd as a head coach. I mean, okay. you know, now that his elite player is, is a point guard, maybe there's something to it, but he's been, he's been bad. I mean, he hasn't been a good head, head basketball coach in the NBA as, as much. You know, and maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see that team um, as as filling their potential. And maybe maybe I could be wrong because now this will be what his third NBA team. So maybe he's, you know, you know, he can uh, you know make changes to to be a better head coach. But you know, that alone I think uh, makes me scared to take uh, take him as the MVP. So my 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 three would be if I had to pick would be Embiid, uh, Trey, and and Ja. Yeah, I was, I was kind of out on Jason Kidd, um, and then I was even more out when I saw him in the the Mavs uh, warm up um, <laughs> photo that came out, and it's been like a meme for the last couple of weeks. Um, all right, guys, let's get let's get to what I like here. Um, I, I respect the job play. I love the long shots. Love that one. Um, I looked at Bradley Beal for a second at plus 6,000, but we know that the the ceiling on the Wizards is, what, maybe six seed at the highest, something like that. So it's just it's probably not in the cards for him. Um, I think the best bet on the board is probably Giannis at plus 900. Um, and then my mid-range guy, and this is I told Colin before we went live that I just I feel generally gross about, about even talking about it because of how I feel about him, but it's James Harden um, at plus 2000. It's such a good number. I did. Did people watch the Nets after he joined them last year? I mean, did anyone see how good he was and what, I mean, what he was putting up? I mean, he's, he, he's probably going to lead the league in assists again. He could just average like a 30 and 12. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, was he a piece of shit in Houston? Oh yeah, it was awful. And maybe voters will hold that against him. Um, but he's just—he's one of the best offensive players of this generation. And I hate saying it, but um, this Nets team is going to be great. They could be the one seed in the East, uh, and Harden's going to be a big—he's uh, going to be a big piece of that. So I—I I, I think he's probably going to play more games than Durant. Um, so. That's my guy. I don't feel great about it, but he's a, he's know. a great prop bet though for, for assists. Like you get later on in the season when the props are real hard to find, you play his over on assists. Most nights you're going to win. Oh yeah, for sure. And against, against a, a bad defensive team. I mean, oh, yeah. Harden's hunting those assists right now for sure. Rookie of the year. Uh, Johnny's guy Cade is at plus 250. Jalen Green at plus 275. Suggs. Uh, is at plus 700. Evan Mobley at plus 800. Uh, we'll go down to Scotty Barnes at plus 1200. I think that's the only realistic guys to win this award. Johnny, is this Cades to lose? Uh, no, no. And what I would do right now is if I were you listening to this podcast is pause this right now and bet Jalen Green um, with him not being the favorite. This guy is going to put up just ridiculous numbers on a completely 
garbage basketball team. And that's what Jalen Green's going to be probably his entire career. He's going to be an unbelievably good player with, with just ridiculous numbers. He's basically NBA ready right now. And he's going to be the rookie of the year this year. Um, I said that last year I picked, uh, was it LaMelo? Which, which ball brother yes. was it? I yes. picked that one last yep. year. Jalen <laughs> yes. Green's going to be the guy. I like Cade more because Cade's going to win more games throughout his career. But um, for rookie of the year, strictly for the award, it's it's going to be Jalen Green. He's at plus what? Plus two seventy five. Yes. Yep. I got him. I got him a couple weeks or a couple months ago at like plus three hundred or plus three fifty because I knew it would end up dropping. But you know, I I, I like Cade obviously more since he's a Detroit Piston, but. For for my money, though, Jalen Green is going to win this award. That's it. You seem you know, like a strong conviction there for sure. Yes. Uh, Colin, are you in agreement there? Or are you going elsewhere with that? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to add. He's going to be the best player on a bad team. He's going to put up a lot of points, a lot of gaudy numbers, and it's what attracts the, the voters' eyes. So I definitely think it, it's his to lose this year. I'm going to put this out there. He's not going to win it, but I think Evan Mobley has a chance to be uh, really, really good in this league. Uh, I see Colin making some sort of smirky face. I don't know if I like that. Uh, from what I've seen, Colin, in summer league and preseason, <laughs> this, guy is, this guy is made for today's game. He's, he's smooth. He's athletic. He's going to be a defensive problem as he, I mean, as he gets used to the league. Um, he's not going to put up the stats. He's going to be able to compete with Cunningham or Green or even Suggs. But I just think long-term, this guy's got all-star potential. So um, Evan Mobley is not going to win, but I like him as a long-term player in the league. So I wasn't going to say he was – you thought I was going to say he's going to win it, but he's not. I, I was I, – I did think that. My <laughs> what, what are the – didn't the Cavs sign Jared Allen to like a huge deal? Yes, monster deal, yeah. Wh- why? Because they're the Cavs. I, I, I just, I mean, you draft Evan Mobley and then you sign Jared Allen to a massive. I just don't get it, but whatever. This, I mean, is Kevin Love still on the roster? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know what they're doing over there. Well, I don't think they know what they're doing, but I, I kind of like some of their pieces, though. I mean, I love Colin I mean, Sexton. I like the Sexton. guards. No. But yeah, I it's it. I put the Cavs in with the Magic. I, I looked at the Magic's roster today. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They have. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, I forgot Gary Harris. He got he got traded in the Aaron Gordon deal, and uh, mm. Gary Harris plays there. I mean, Jalen Suggs is obviously their centerpiece, but God, do a Johnny thing. Pa- pause this podcast and go hammer the Magic under on wins. Under 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 on the Magic. They have no chance at along with the Rockets at winning any games this year. Um, it's so that's, that's my other play. Uh, most improved Johnny Colin and I were talking about how weird this category is because you got a guy like DeMontis Sabonis all-star from last year. He's down. He's on this list at plus 2,500 Jalen Brown all-star plus 2,500 Zach Levine plus 2,500. I don't really understand the build of these most improved lists at all. Um, but uh, I had a couple names that I'll start with this one that I, I texted Colin today. Um, I already mentioned him. Um, where'd he go? Oh, my guy, OG. <laughs> um, plus 2,500. I think he's 
primed to finally find his offensive game. He's one of the best wing defenders in the league already. So I'm hoping Nick Nurse can tap into um, developing his offensive ability this year. Um, and then uh, uh, Deontay Murray with the Spurs at plus 3,500. This guy is he's literally the only good player they have on the roster. He's, uh, you know, under the, you know, coaching at Greg Popovich. I think he's primed to really break out this year. So those are the two guys that I gravitated toward. I also like RJ Barrett to really uh, continue to progress and get, and get better in his role with the Knicks. He's at plus 3000. So there's a couple names I like Colin. What about you? Uh, as I was looking down this list, I saw Lonzo at 3,500. That intrigues me a little bit just because I think people are really starting to notice how decent of a player he is. And I think he's going to have a pretty big role in this team. So I think, I think people really get to see how big of an impact Lonzo has on a team. And I think they'll see his kind of progression in shooting and his improved defense and passing. So I think he's got a good shot at 3,500 to win it. Um, I don't mind OG, like you said. I think he's going to have a pretty good year. Um, I also kind of like Jordan Poole at 1,500 just because I think he's going to play a decent role while Clay's out and he's going to score a decent amount of points. Don't think he's going to win it, but I think he could I think he could be in the talks. So. But my pick here would have to be Lonzo. I, I like him at 3,500. I didn't know this was going to be a Jordan Poole podcast tonight. I didn't. But. <laughs> I just think he's going to have a good year. I really do. I respect it. Uh, Johnny, did you have anyone written down on your scrap piece of paper? I, I looked for Jordan Poole, and I don't have him on there. But um, <laughs> I've got I, – I said a few minutes ago, Jaron Jackson of, of the Grizzlies. Um, he's at 15-1. to 1. That's, uh, that's a pretty short number, but – I think, uh, like I said, I think that team is is ready to to step up a little bit and and, and win more ball, ball games there, and he's going to be a big piece of the puzzle. And um, what's the guy from San Antonio again? Murray. Murray. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've already actually bet him because I was looking at that roster, and it was that's not a very good basketball team, and he is. He had a lot of good games last year um, and kind of developed some consistency. And you got to think that he's going to, you know, he's going to become that much better. And, you know, he'll put up points and, and, and everything like that. So 35 to one is a, is a pretty good number. This, this award's kind of a hard one to, to look at. Because if you look at the odds, I mean, you look at like Ball and I, you know, I saw Jeremy Grant who, you know, could have, could have been, you know, a finalist for the award last year. So it's like, well, he's again sitting at like plus 3,200 or some number like that, you know, just these, or Sabonis, you know, that it's like, well, I mean, they're already pretty, pretty good being all-star and everything like that. So, yeah. but uh, Murray and Jackson were my two that I have written down. I, I, I like those guys. Um, and I think I've actually already bet both of them. So I'm, I'm, I'm running with those two. Nice. Are we doing six man? Or do we care? It's the guy from uh, the Jazz, right? Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. I, 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 it's hard to say anybody else, really. I mean, that guy should be starting. And... Yeah, we were. 
I guess we did talk about a little bit that I liked. I liked Halliburton <laughs> from the Kings, and then we couldn't figure out if he was actually going to be starting or not. <laughs> Still didn't figure it out, really. Um, I, I, Patty Mills is interesting with the Nets because he's going to be a, a big piece to that team this year. Um, but, yeah, six-man, I, I just don't really care. Um, um, let's get to the um, the finals odds, uh, if I can find it here. Um, Brooklyn Nets are at plus 200. Uh, the Lakers at plus 400. The Bucks at plus 900. The Warriors at plus 1,100. God, that seems overvalued a little bit. Plus 1,500 on the Jazz. Clippers at 1,700. That one might be even more ridiculous with Kawhi's injury. I, I, I can't understand that. Um, the Suns at 1,700. And then the Sixers at 2,000, the Nuggets at 2,000, the Heat at 25, and the Mavericks at 28. Those are all the teams under the 30 to 1. What's the best bet, Colin? I mean, who I Don't think is going to win is, is not the best bet. So right now, it's obviously hard to pick against the Nets, just how it was last year. But obviously, injuries happen. Don't have the full squad, so that's why you play the games. But it's hard to pick against the Nets. But if I had to pick a team right now, my pick would be the Bucks at plus nine hundred. I-, I think they can do it again. So obvious. I- <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 not even because I like Giannis. It's it's really not. I just think they're the most complete team that we have, uh, other than the Nets. I mean. They're, they're unbelievable, but I think the Bucks are the most complete squad, and I think they really have a fair shot at, at running it back again. I mean, they have top two player in the league, good supporting crew, depth, so I, I like the Bucks at plus 900. I don't think that's wrong. I, I mean, how many teams this, I guess since 2000, have, have re- repeated as champions? I mean, we're, we're talking about – the early 2000 Lakers, we're talking about LeBron's Heat, and then Golden State. Is that, is that right? That's only three teams I can think of to actually repeat. Yeah, I, I, might, I might be wrong. Spurs, so, Spurs I, I don't know. I, you would think so, but I don't know for sure. And I, like yeah. I said, that, that was totally off the top of my head. Um, so you like the Bucks at plus 900. The Nets are almost unbettable at plus 200. I mean, it's almost a situation where you don't bet them, and if they win it, congrats, you know, cool. I, I, you just, it's hard to go there, uh, you know, in a, you know, a league like this where everything is so fluid with injuries and who's playing well at the, you know, the right time of the postseason. So it's hard. To, it is hard to go with the Nets. Johnny, are you are you in agreement? agreement with the Bucks at plus 900 and anyone else on the board there that you don't mind? I think that's good value. Um, you know, for, for a team that wants to run it back and basically is the same team, I'm not going to bet them because I just don't, I, I don't see them uh, winning it again, but at plus 900, that's, that's value. So if you do think that, uh, that, that they can win, um, I would say, go, you know, go after it there. You're right about uh, about the Nets, though. That, that number's too low. One team that really intrigues me that we, we talked about actually at the beginning here was uh, was the Miami Heat. Um, plus 2,500. That's, that's, a good, that's a good flyer number. I mean, and you could even look at, um, you know, what the value is to get out of the East. 
Um, you know, if you didn't think they were going to end up winning, let's say you're, you know, you're convinced the Lakers are, are going to win it. Um, you know, you could bet, you could probably get a, you know, plus 12, 13, 1400 on, on out of the East there. So, but I, I do like that team. Um, you know, they're, they're veteran team. They're very, very well coached. Um, you know, and I can see them making a, making a run like they did, uh, you know, when they were in the the COVID bubble in, in Orlando, where they just kind of turned it on and played. And I think they're a much better team um, right now than they were a couple of years ago. So that was the one as you were reading these off, that kind of, that number kind of surprised me. I didn't think they'd be that far off there. So um, I think I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that and then as well to win the East. The heat to win the East is at plus 900. Uh, so it, it is a good number. Um, I, and uh, I'm hundred percent with you, Johnny. That's, that's one that I had circled because I think if you're betting, we always talk about betting, if you're betting, you know, golfers to win, you're betting on their ceiling. If you're betting on the heat to win, you're, you're thinking of their ceiling. What's the team going to be like when Victor Oladipo comes back, you know, had to throw him in again, another IU guy. So I think that's four or five. I've talked about on the podcast already, but if we, if we get, 2017 Victor Oladipo, 2018 Victor Oladipo. I mean, this team becomes really, really tough to guard. He's had two significant injuries um, the last couple of years, so he's not the same player. But if you get, you know, some version of what he used to be, it's going to be an added benefit to the team. So I do love the Heat. I do. I mean, I agree with Colin. I think I think the Bucks are just it's just a smart play. I, the Lakers are, you know, the public's going to be on the Lakers, of course. I think the Warriors are overvalued. I think the Clippers are insanely overvalued. I can't believe that number. You could go with the Jazz at plus fifteen hundred. They were a great regular season team. I guys, I just can't see the Jazz beating like a fully healthy Lakers team. In, in the West, I just can't. No. Or even and and Phoenix is going to be around. I think the Nuggets. We we don't know what they're going to be like totally without Murray. Um, it's weird to say, but the East just feels so much deeper. And the West used to be, you know, the much stronger conference for years. But I, I mean, I you could argue that four different teams could come out of the East. Um, you know, we're talking about the Nets, the Bucks. He and, and I guess in a perfect world, maybe the Sixers. Um, you know, I think the Sixers got a lot of questions with that, with the Simmons situation. But uh, yeah, the East seems like a stronger bet to win the title than the West at this point. Um, anything else you guys like from a betting standpoint, um, Johnny? I, I I talked about I liked uh, for to win the scoring title. Um, I like Jason Tatum as a uh, plus 1,000 bet uh, to lead the league in scoring. You know, he's got to overcome guys like Bradley Beal, who's just a, a walking bucket at this point, um, Curry and Lillard and those guys. But Tatum at plus 1,000, I think he has just been adding pieces to his game. He reminds me a little bit of a young Kevin Durant. It just seems like he adds something new to his game every year, and he's becoming impossible to stop offensively. So that's something I like. You mentioned Harden to lead the league in assists. Yeah, I, I like that as, as an option there. And I do like that. I agree with you on the Tatum pick. That's got some pretty good value to it. You know, last year, um, you know, he contracted COVID and was really sick for a long time. And I don't think he fully ever came back from it. And then, you know, with uh, with Brad Stevens kind of getting burned out with the coaching and then the team underachieving and everything, I, you know, he really just didn't show much. But fully healthy, um, I expect him to have a real big season here. 
I did look, and I, I may be wrong on the numbers here. It's just an interesting bet. If you don't mind the, the juice, um, Steph Curry to lead the league and made three pointers per game. I mean, if there's if there's ever a mortal lock of the of the century, there, I think it's at actually like minus one seventy. So if you don't it mind is. Is, throwing yeah. a bunch of money and not seeing it for six months, you know. That's an interesting bet on DraftKings there. Um, I think he, what was he, a full, it was like 5.1 three-pointers made per game. And I think the Lillard was second with like uh, 4.1 or something like that. So a full three-pointer uh, mm-hmm. per game more. And I, and as long as he plays, you know, most of the games there, um, I think he could have actually sat out the last like 20, 25 games of the last season and still would have made more total three-pointers than anybody in the league last year. So, I mean, you're talking the, you know, the, the greatest three-point shooter of all time who had probably one of his best shooting seasons last year. No reason to believe otherwise. So if you don't mind that, I mean, the, the, the 70 cents juice there, it's it's pretty much a guaranteed win there as long as he plays. I want to go back to the Harden to lead the, the league in assists. He, he's actually minus 120. Uh, and and Trey Young's behind him at plus 400. So Harden is a huge favorite for that category as well. Colin, what, uh, what, any, any guys you like in any certain stat categories, anything else we didn't bring up there? Um, I think we about covered everything. Uh, I, I like that Tatum pick. I think he's, he's due for a big year, especially after last year, he, he's adding new games and new aspects to his game, like you said. So, I, I like that. I like that number two for him. So I, I like that Tatum pick for scoring title for sure. One other thing that I had written down guys, I, I, I don't, I'm not being hard on the Clippers, but I, I have them potentially as, as a, to miss the playoffs at plus two twenty five. Um, we, we don't know. I think Kawhi might miss the whole regular season. I don't trust Paul George that much. I know, Colin, you you seem like a PG guy to me. I don't know. Um, I liked him on the Pacers. I mean, sure, different but, player now. But do we? Here's here's the key guys he's going to be playing with this the regular season: Nicholas Batum, uh, Marcus Morris, Serge Ibaka, and Eric Bledsoe. Um, they're all thirty-two or older, old roster, old key core guys. You got you know you guys got like Terrence Terrence Mann's out there. Um, um, you know, I just, I just don't see a lot from this team. And, and you talk about other teams like the Grizzlies, the Kings are up and coming. The Timberwolves have an interesting roster. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop anyone either with, with, you know, Towns and uh, Russell and, and Anthony Edwards, but they might just have score people. I just think that's a fun, you know, bet against the Clippers uh, with so much unknown with, with Kawhi and, you know, Paul George playing with a, a bunch of, no, just kind of, I don't know, old dudes, it seems like. So that's something I like just for fun. Um, you know, put a capper on it with, uh, you know, talking about the Clippers. Um, all right, guys. I think that's about it. I could, I could go all night talking about I – mean, there's teams we didn't even talk about that, I you know, that there's so much to get into. Like, I love Charlotte. I think Charlotte's going to be kind of fun. Um, I think there's a Charlotte, lot there to yeah. like. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of teams we didn't even hit on, but I think they're going to be fun from a watchability standpoint, uh, fun league pass team, something like that. Um, so Colin, Johnny, I think we did it. We've, we've run through the NBA preview for the season, got a lot of good bets out there for people to take on if they want to do it. And if nothing else, they learned something about the league tonight. And uh, we know that Colin loves Jordan Poole. And, uh, <laughs> and Giannis, don't forget Giannis. And Giannis, of course, yes, if <laughs> nothing else. So, Colin, thanks. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. And Johnny, of course, thanks for adding your info from your scrap paper and uh, giving us your uh, picks. Glad I picked the right sport here. Yeah, basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Yeah, yeah. Go, uh, go Canucks. Uh, yeah. Hockey joke. Yeah. Um, your best bet. Instagram, Facebook, follow us if you can. Thanks for listening to the NBA preview show. We'll catch you next time.